Here we go. Welcome to the Not Sunday School Podcast. This weekly podcast is a new spin on traditional Sunday school for people either too tired, too lazy, or just with too many kids to try to make it up to the church in time. We want to reach our community with the gospel of God's kingdom by going further than our own church doors will allow. On this podcast, we hope to dig just a little deeper into various subjects than what we're really able to do during a weekly service. Wow. All humanity was created knowing. Mm-hmm. But in Job, uh, it says if God were to inhale, all humanity would turn to dust. Mm-hmm. Being human means you are have this God spark within you. You have an aspect of God in you. He created you. You cannot exist without him. Mm. So, the issue of Jew and Gentile, we we're talking about supersessionism. Mm-hmm. You can't supersede anything here. Mm. The intention was to reunite everybody. The problem, when Jesus came, the Jews had turned it into a racist thing. Mm. Mm. They turned it into a national thing. God is much has a much bigger vision than just a national thing. Jonah. Jonah. And a, and a, a, a front to that whole ideology. And also, I mean, over and over, like Jesus, or not Jesus, God the Father calls Persia my people. He calls Cyrus his Messiah. He calls he calls Egypt my people. He calls <laughs> Babylon my people. He calls all of them. So look at people. Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Mm, I knew I... I was going to do that. Look at Jesus and the Samaritan woman. He said that he came for the children of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, it's not good for the master to throw the children's food to dogs, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, even dogs eat the scraps of the children, right? And then he performs a miracle. Whoa. Is that the, you're talking about the woman at the well or the? Hold on. Because that's a different conversation. The thing about the crumbs at the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're pulling that up right now. This is where having an actual Bible comes in handy. Shut told up. you. <laughs> Ooh, told you. What did you call it earlier? Oh, yeah. So, you know, like people call their Bible the sword of truth. So I'm using my lightsaber of truth <laughs> right now. Where I use a digital Bible. I do not prefer it. Swords are cooler. Well, I'm not saying swords are cooler. I mean, I love Star Wars, but. My sword's way cooler. Wow, nerd. <laughs> Uh, can I say something about the Samaritan woman since we've gone yeah. that direction? Now? Nothing aggravates me more than to use this story to shame women. Because How so? Because uh, he says, um, and the man you're with now is not Canaan. your husband. Go right? ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm at the uh, Samaritan woman, the woman yeah. at the well. But, you know, he says, um, Jesus is talking to her and she says something about... Her husband and Jesus says, well, you've had seven husbands and the man you're married to now isn't even your husband. And ever, lots of interpretation I've heard have been like, boom, Jesus is calling her out. She had seven marriages, bad woman, except there's a deep problem with that. Um, women didn't tend to be able to get a divorce, especially in Samaria and Judea. Mm. She wasn't the one that's running around being a tramp the love of God, quit reading that in there. That's your sexist mind, not mm. Jesus. Jesus, here's probably the tone, and that makes all the difference, the tone in which he said that. Yeah, you've had seven husbands. And the man you're married to now, he's not even your husband. Because at least if you're married, they have to give you a certificate of divorce and go through proper procedure to divorce you. Whereas to divorce this woman, 
divorce her. He doesn't even have to divorce her. He can kick her out on the curb like she's last night's leftovers. Mm -hmm. No big deal, no questions asked. She has no protection, no validation. And Jesus is affirming her humanity as a person. Mm. Yeah, I know you've had seven husbands. In fact, that guy you're living with now isn't even your husband. He could kick you out tomorrow and it wouldn't be anything. He is not shaming her. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. That's just a that's a huge aggravation for me. Sorry. Wow, this is every which direction. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna bring it back to that's really good. (laughs) I feel like that could that could be a topic all in it's it's a big deal right now. I'm talking with some other people about they're struggling with this issue, you know, should women be elders in the church? Mm-hmm. They can do everything else. They can be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, deacons. They can do anything else. Mm-hmm. They can teach from the pulpit, mm-hmm. but they cannot be an elder. Oh, because it has to be a husband of one wife. Well, <laughs> so like I said, that could be a whole a whole thing. And absolutely. All right, so <clears throat> I want to read a little bit. Okay, so this Where is Matthew at? fifteen, starting in verse twenty-one. And this gets back into the the issue of saying certain things. People accuse me of supersessionism, meaning okay. the church replaced Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Matthew fifteen verse twenty one. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, "Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly." Jesus didn't answer a word. So this, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. She keeps crying out after us, meaning they were annoyed, right? They were put off by her. Mm-hmm. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Mm-hmm. Who was he sent to? Israel. The lost sheep of Israel. Who was Paul talking about later? The Gentiles. Lost children. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold, hold on. I'm going to connect mm-hmm. one other thing. Okay. 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 They have their interaction. The woman knelt before him, Lord, help me. It's not right, to, Jesus 26, it's not right to take children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Verse Hold 27. Dog. I know. It seems offensive, but was it for her or no. people around her? Probably not. Okay. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall. Verse 28. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. Hold on. He just said his mission was the lost sheep of Israel and mm. then takes care of her. Mm. Who's the lost sheep of Israel? Well, this is so what you're claiming then that the lost sheep of Israel is everybody. This was Paul's point in Romans 11. All humanity, Israel becomes a metaphor. It's all Israel. It's all the family of God. We're all the children of God. Hmm. Some still live an emancipated life and some come back into the household. Hmm. I think this is the point of the prodigal son. This is a look at the sons that the son remained the Jews and the son that went out and lived like a Gentile, mm. the Gentiles. That's mm. why the son is connected with Gentiles. And, and we what always is, forget about the other son and the prodigal son. It's really the story of two sons. Yeah. It's the son of mm-hmm. two sons, the one that remained mm-hmm. and who didn't even know the father. This mm. was the issue with the religious leaders during Jesus's time. They didn't even know God, your father, Satan. That's mm. what Jesus said to them. Mm. Homiletically. We, you preach the prodigal son like this, you can get lost outside the father's house. Mm-hmm. But you can also get lost inside the so father's house. So that was house. the condition of the nation of Israel at the time. They were lost mm. inside the house. Mm. They were national Israel. 
they are national Israel. But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gentiles, Jesus was trying to expand their their understanding of the kingdom of God to its all people. It's not about you people. It's about all people. His heart is to save all. They're all children. And this is why Paul is using this language to bring unity in Rome because the issue, the split is between ethnic split, right? Cultural mm. split, Jew versus Gentile. Mm. And Paul's like, no, it's one new olive tree. It's one new man. Mm. It is one new Israel. Mm. I think that works for Romans. I disagree about here in Matthew. Because I, I, I don't think Jesus is saying she is part of that lost children of Israel by then healing her, even though he says my ministry is to the sheep of Israel. So you are an I open think theist. I am what? You are an open theist. So she just changed his mind and he he had a I little think, I think parenthetical he, moment. Sure. Uh, I think she genuinely changed his mind because I think she was he was genuinely moved by her faith. And I think her clever answer and play on the whole dog thing, which by the way, just to clarify... I was making a joke like, oh, Jesus just called this woman a dog. Dang, Jesus. It, it's a term for Gentile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that's what mm-hmm. we were talking about. It, it's a term for Gentile. It's not, it, it sounds terrible. It, I mean, it's not This terribly, woman is a Gentile. It's not terribly polite necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it was the common phrase but it's used. Not, it's not as ugly as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Maybe he, in our language. He could have <laughs> even put it in quotations. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's anyway. But yeah, and, and then she says, She's clever about it too. And I think he almost appreciates that. Uh, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Um, and then he says, well, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as your wish. Okay, like, so, I feel like he's moved by her compassion. Mm-hmm. I don't think the point of this pericope. Yeah. 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 Throwing in that word. If only if Alyssa was here to appreciate that. Does Nathan <laughs> feel the same way about pericope? He doesn't like hearing the word. Uh, I wish he was here to appreciate it. <laughs> but I had several people around the gathering uh, make mention of, they listen to the podcast and they they learn the word pericope. Pericope. Yeah. Yeah. They should see it spelled because I got made fun of horde by my professors for saying pericope. So the reason why I don't think he's amazed by her passion or compassion or her desperation or her wittiness is because he says what he's amazed by your faith, her faith. Now what we believe that word means makes a big difference in how we read that passage. All right. I'm listening. Okay. I convince me. What is faith? The substance of things not seen. Okay, you're gonna get this. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying the to go. Bible. I'm trying to go back to my uh, memory verse days. You know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna compare and contrast two systems of thought. Right. All right. All right. In in a lot of reformed and classical theology, <laughs> <laughs> faith equals blind leap. Mm. Makes sense. Mm. Faith is just trusting when you don't see it. Ignorance is bliss, almost. Yeah. So at times. Faith is a blind Most reform leap, people, or faith is just a, it's a, that's why it, even it's, it's penetrated uh, Calvin's idea mm. that Calvin is the one that mm-hmm. coined this idea of the of course leap. He is. Right. Yeah. Did you, did you hear what I said a second ago? Uh-uh. I said, ignorance is bliss. Well, I mean, for all the reformed I've met, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I won't elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't want to be David Billy. The Greek word pistis. Mm-hmm. Or pistis. Either side, I don't know. Either, okay, yeah. So, like the pronunciation is kind of lost by now. Yeah, I agree. Pistis, which is the Greek word for faith, 
had a common usage at the time. Mm-hmm. The way that word was used during the first century, Greco-Roman world, had a common usage. So when they used the word faith, like think about Paul speaking to a Greco-Roman world and using the term faith, right? Look at all the people that the book of Hebrews in uh, the faith chapter, chapter 11, the fathers and mothers of faith that are listed. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about their blind trust in the Lord. It's their relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. Trust is a secondary thing that comes out of faith. Mm. But faith mm. is directly related to fidelity, mm. faithfulness, mm. fidelity, yeah, staying so, true to someone. So articulate that as far as like a relationship. So, so like great for me is and your Hannah, faith. So if I'm faithful to Hannah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually related to, but different than saying I trust Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's different than just you trust Hannah. It's you are united to Hannah. Yeah, and and because we've put in that relationally hard united work of to Hannah. intimacy, that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now we trust. Now, now put it back into Hebrews one and two. Okay, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Our relationship with the Lord is the substance, is the undergirding of what we're we're waiting for. Right? It's not just, we can't just diminish it to just mere trust. Mm. That is a part of it, mm. but it's bigger than that. It is an active, ongoing, interactive, back and forth relationship with the Lord. That's faith. You do not have faith if you do not have that. Mm. Mm. You can conjure up and you can like hype yourself up into believing something. People do it all the time especially in charismatic circles. Mm. Okay. But you cannot hype yourself up into a relationship. Mm. You can try. It won't last long. So think about this. It's by grace through faith that we are saved. Mm. By grace through trusting that Jesus said it, I believe it, that settles it, that's it. It's not just mere trust. Yeah. What did James said? Even demons believe. Mm-hmm. Faith is more than just belief. It's more than just trusting something. Mm-hmm. It is an active relationship. It is a uniting your heart to his heart. Okay, so great is your faith, your request is granted. Mm-hmm. This woman had a relationship with the Lord. She calls him Lord too. Isn't that mm-hmm. interesting? Now I wonder she if she recognized that's him as to be, Messiah. Yes, but does she recognize him as God? I don't think so. Uh, but she—it's at least if she doesn't, it's certainly a. Um, at that point in history, I'm not sure there was a compartment. There wasn't a category in the Jewish mind. I agree. Jesus is for a changing their understanding yeah, that the God that. that God is the Messiah. And the Messiah is God, but also man. But she at least understood that it's she's ironic. the one of Isaiah. This is what I'm getting at. It's yeah. ironic that she says, Lord, cure, curios, the word for Lord, which is the same word for Yahweh in the Old Testament, which whenever we say the Lord Jesus Christ, that's also a claim of his divinity, especially Paul. Paul, whenever he calls Jesus Lord, he's claiming his divinity, mm-hmm. at least in part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So at the very least, it's ironic. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if original readers are sitting in the audience going, hey, hey. Because <laughs> I mean, that's clever, right? Like yeah. that's ironic. And, and it's, it can also just mean like, sir, you mm-hmm. could also use this title Lord in a sense that we would use, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, Lord. 
but it's still funny because mm-hmm. he is, but he is in a so much deeper sense too. Mm-hmm. And so she, she is, she is playing with live ammo here mm-hmm. and it's almost like she gets part of it, but not if only she knew to whatever the level she understood that he was greater. I agree. Yes. Right. And that he was from God at the very least. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. He's highlighting right there. He still, there was no plan change the way I read that because she's a believer. She's a faithful one. Mm-hmm. She is part of Israel. She's just lost. The Gentiles were lost sheep of Israel. Keep reading. Like, keep reading that chapter. Oh, does it disprove me? <laughs> no, 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 no. It actually, it actually proves you. Oh, does so, it? Yeah, you want to hear this because okay. it, it, it kind of helps your case. So, verse twenty nine. Verse twenty nine. But, but you gotta, get, gotta keep going. To, After Jesus left that place, he passed along the Sea of Galilee, went up the mountain where he sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the maimed, the blind, the mute, and many others. They put them at his feet and he cured them so that the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed hold, the lame walking, the blind seeing. That last phrase. And they praised the God of Israel. <laughs> that lends credence to you. That's interesting. This hearing. Saying that the new covenant is the only covenant that we operate in and that the Mosaic Covenant, I'm not talking about the Old Testament like we just already established, yes, yes. the Mosaic Covenant is obsolete, just like the author of Hebrews said. Mm-hmm. That is the Old Covenant that they refer to in the New Testament. Yes. The Mosaic yes. Covenant. Now, the Abrahamic Covenant is eternally being fulfilled currently by Jesus. Correct. The Davidic Covenant, currently being fulfilled in Jesus. Correct. Peter said that in both chapters 2 in chapters three and four of Acts, mm-hmm. when when Jesus was speaking to both of those crowds at those two different times, he he identifies Abraham. Jesus is the fulfillment of this. He identifies David. Jesus is the fulfillment of this. Mm-hmm. He even identifies Moses. It pointed to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. It all sums up into Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. What laws do we keep? Mm-hmm. I would bring that back to chapter 13 of John, verse 34, okay. where he says, a new commandment I give you. Mm. Love the way that I've loved you. and By this, they'll know you're of me. That's it. That's the only law we are under. Mm-hmm. We're not under the 10 commandments. Mm. I don't need to live by rules written on rocks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not Sunday School podcast. If you want to send in a question so we can try to answer it during one of our episodes, you can submit them to notsundayschoolpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send the voice recording. If you want to know as soon as our weekly episodes drop, then be sure to follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, and smash the notification bell too.